it took two three months I think before it really I really got down on from some kind of fight flight mode that I wasn't really aware of uh, and uh, after since I've, I've used it more on off uh, periods not for for maybe a year after I used it regularly and then it's been more uh, as a treatment I would say so what do you do with coaching and therapy Welcome to the Miracle Plant Podcast, the show that inspires, promotes, and gives you a daily dose of inspiration from the people who have used cannabis to change their lives in extraordinary ways. Here's your host, Justin Benton. Welcome back to the Miracle Plant Podcast, where we discuss this miracle plant with so many names and how it's helping people in so many extraordinary ways. Well, we are going across the pond. We're international. We're on a mission to heal the world. We've got a very special guest that's with us. Uh, Herman, uh, we, we, we've had some crazy experiences uh, over the past few years. Yeah. And uh, I'll let Herman introduce himself, where he's from. And uh, he's been a client of ours for a few years. And, and uh, if at first you don't succeed, you try, try again, because different countries have different customs and uh, getting this this miracle plant in the hands of our clients who need it around the world is not the easiest thing, but uh, we, we always find a way. So, Herman, welcome to the Miracle Plant Podcast. Tell us Thank a little you. bit about yourself, where you're from. Thank you, Justin. I'm uh, Herman from Norway, and uh, I was so lucky to meet you for the uh, first time five years ago in Santa Barbara at the first CBD conference that was held there in uh, 2019. And I was staying there for a longer period, uh, going back because I studied there earlier in the 90s. Um, and uh, just experienced uh, CBD then uh, when I was there for the first time. And uh, we've been trying to get it over here. Uh, of course, we had a lot of uh, communication about this, Justin. And uh, you managed to send a couple of uh, batches for testing, etc. Uh, so, uh, but uh, the um, uh, law or the the change in law here is not moving fast uh, forward as we were hoping for, unfortunately. So, how many packages have we sent, and how many packages have you received in Norway? What'd you get? Well, I'm I'm not quite <laughs> I'm not quite sure how many packages you actually sent. Uh, I think the first time it went through after one or two. Um, or just first time it went through. Um, that was in uh, 20 or 2020 or something, I think. And then we tried a, a couple of years later during the pandemic. Uh, and of course, then the borders were much more controlled and shut. Uh, so they, they, they took uh, not only samples, they, they scanned everything going into Norway. Of course, Norway is a very small country. It's like a town in, in the States. It's 5 million people, so they can do that managed to do it and then i think you sent four maybe until it went through and after it because we don't get any message that it stopped in the customs it just doesn't arrive and you don't know where it is and uh, uh, but after i got the uh, got the package through um i got also got a, a note from the police saying we have um, filed your case 
for uh, illegal import. And I didn't know I had the case. And I was a bit shaking and thought, okay, well, we have to do this to, to try to change things. And then a week later, I got another letter with the same message. Was it a different case or the same case? That was a different one. So two of the parcels was definitely um, stopped. And that was only the sample, you know, we had uh, like 10, 15 bottles. Of what did, uh, so what ended up happening with the case or what did you have to do to clear your name for it from, from getting hemp, you know? And- oh, I didn't, uh, I didn't have to do that because they just said that because of the evidence that it was just closed uh, at the same time as it was uh, informed uh, to me. So what what happened here when we when we were trying to do this uh, more as a, as a regular thing, uh, the prospects of a change in the um, jurisdiction was uh, uh, on its way, and there was a very close uh, call for a proposition that would decriminalize all drugs, as they have done in several European countries, and especially then decriminalize cannabis. Uh, etc and that would that would uh, directly include cbd because in norway it's the whole hemp plant that is illegal so o- you only have some um, some uh, things that is uh, disclosed like uh, seeds hemp seeds uh, hemp fiber and uh, i think also yeah but that's very very few parts of the hemp plant which is very ironic because Norway used to be a very big um, naval uh, nation with lots of sail uh, ships. And of course, they used the sails were made of hemp. The ropes in the ships was made of hemp. And uh, there's been a lot of industrial hemp production in, in Scandinavia and it still is in Denmark and Sweden uh, today. But in Norway... When the ban came in the 60s, 70s, the whole plant. So, so it doesn't matter if it's uh, CBD. You can get you can get synthetic CBD now, but not the real thing. Yeah, it's sad. We did the same thing in 1937. We passed the Marijuana Tax Act that um, basically made marijuana illegal and hemp illegal, which. Um, at the time, cannabis oil was the number one uh, prescribed medicine for pain. Uh, over 3 million prescriptions were written the year before. And the head of the American Medical Association went to Congress and said, what have you guys done? You've never, you didn't consult with us. You passed, you took away one of our most powerful tools in the tool belt to help treat Americans. And not only did they do that, but they made it illegal to grow hemp. So it was illegal to grow hemp, which yeah. George Washington grew hemp here. And our forefathers and Thomas Jefferson, mm-hmm. our second president, said that hemp was a matter of national security. Uh, and in, in the colonial yeah. days, in the 1600s out here, it was required by law that if you were a farmer, mm-hmm. you had to grow at least one acre of hemp because of that national security, because of its so many yeah. uh, uses uh, in, in, in those days. Yeah. So. The good news is we got it. We got our act figured out here uh, in 2014, 2018. We had a couple of bills that made it legal, but uh, and you know, we're kind of the the beacons of light for better or worse uh, in the world. And uh, so hopefully, other countries like Norway will will figure out that there's a difference between hemp and cannabis. Uh, well, cannabis yeah. is hemp, but there's a difference between hemp and marijuana. One's high in CBD, Absolutely. one's high in THC. 
one will, one will get you healthy, one will get you high. And, uh, you know, yeah. hopefully they'll take our lead. And, and uh, so let me ask a little bit about, you said we were sending you some stuff. And I remember that Santa Barbara meeting that was amazing. Long, it was before when everything was wild and crazy five years ago uh, or whatever. And what, what were you trying to do? Were you trying to do research? Were you trying to make a product? Remind me again of what you were looking to do with the raw CBDA. I, I was uh, very curious because I just heard about it and uh, this had uh, sort of became a known uh, product. And uh, while I was there, I started, uh, I went to a couple of, uh, tested a couple of products, yours and uh, another one from Ojai, uh, the yeah, CO2, I don't remember the name of it. It used to come in a, some kind of paper bottle uh, thing. Um, but I did, I did it, and I did it uh, twice a day. You know, for I started when I was there. I had this sort of a sabbatical for two months, and I went. I wanted to go around and do some research in general on on holistic uh, treatments, holistic uh, therapies. I also went to SLN. Uh, I went to Ojai, and uh, and then of course I stayed in in Carpinteria outside Santa Barbara, and I I uh, saw this uh, ad for the. A CBD conference, and um, uh, I remember there was this uh, ex uh, NFL player there who had been really badly damaged. I think we were in the same um, seminar, and how he described how the using the um, uh, using CBD had made him come back from uh, incredible pain, trauma, physical pain, and uh, the the metaphor he, he used. I think it was him or maybe it was you, it was that when you have trauma, you have these uh, neurotransmitters in the brain that grows out so that you will remember it and, and you know, not uh, burn yourself on the stove again. Uh, but they stand there and then they will remind you about this trauma all the time. And he said that the CBD for him was like cutting the hedges. It was cutting actually physically down these uh, transmitters so that the the physical reminder of the of the trauma was was gone, and that was really a, as I've been working a lot with uh, treating people in coaching and therapy uh, for, from that, it was very interesting. So I ex- of course did that for myself to see if if I could have the the same effect, and and I absolutely experienced it. After it took two three months, I think, before it really. I really got down on from some kind of fight flight mode that I wasn't really aware of. Uh, and uh, after, since I've, I've used it more on off uh, periods, not for, for maybe a year after I used it regularly. And then it's been more uh, as a treatment, I would say. So what do you do with coaching and therapy? I used to uh, run a coaching business that I started here in Norway back in 99. Uh, and uh, from uh, around 2000, I did that professionally uh, for uh, until 2017. Um, and um, I did also a lot of trainings, uh, management courses, uh, etc. But in, in those settings, when you work with... Um, high-profile managers or high-achieving people, uh, and you get them one-on-one, 
and you uh, are uh, sitting down and after a couple of sessions you always come to the personal part because as you probably know just in the it's always personal uh, if a, a manager is uh, very set on some kind of things it's because he has some kind of drive that was made from some time in his past so in order to change something or if they want to achieve something and if something is hindering them or or in the way we have to help them uh remove that past and remove usually some kind of trauma it doesn't have to be a real like a, a, a dr phil trauma it's just every everything can become a trauma if it's repeated if it's experienced as such at that time at that age and then it will just be a pattern that's moving and of course then using cbd to cut that hedge will help any therapist to to get a, a client to move uh, move on and especially get out of the fight flight yeah uh, state, absolutely I think. well i also i want to mm. reiterate too that for those that don't didn't pick up on it like we you know we said we it sounds like we batted about 50 percent maybe not even 50 percent getting the packages uh over to you in norway and you know i'm not trying to pat myself on the back but I, i'm what i'm trying to say is that we really are on a mission to heal the world and you know we we obviously lost money <laughs> sending you those products yeah but th- that's not what it's about we continued to send the products. We continued mm. to pay the postage. We, you know what I mean? We continued. Yeah. And, and, and why did we yeah. do that? Because that's the right thing. Um, you know, there's, there is going to be a resistance out there. You know, there is going to be Absolutely. people that are confused or people that have ulterior motives. Uh, we have a lot of issues with big yeah. pharmaceutical companies out here that are very yeah. threatened by the power of this raw plant, uh, the power of the cannabis plant for pain, stress, and sleep, not to mention other health, you know, severe health ailments. So I just wanted to make sure everyone understood like, you know, and Herman was great. Herman was very patient. He would email us and work with Laura and the customer service department. And we would be like, okay, I guess we're sending them another one because that's, you know, you paid for your order and we were, you know, we were willing to take a loss because, that's that we're on a mission to heal the world. This miracle plant helped my son with severe autism uh, who no longer carries a diagnosis. And if we've got to send seven packages and, uh, you know, get two of them through, then that's what it takes. And, you know, I'm, I'm like I said, I'm very hopeful in the, in the very near future that the Scandinavia and other uh, you know countries around the world understand the power of this plant, mm. which has been around for 8000 years documented going back to medical journals exactly. in the Orient. So I'm, I'm happy that you were persist, you were, you were patient and uh, you finally yeah. got your packages. And we, we will not give up here. There is a big difference now in, in the laws in the three Scandinavian countries, Norway, Sweden, Denmark, and Denmark, you, you know, uh, of course. Uh, but Germany has opened up a lot. Spain has opened up. I think France is, you know, a bit UK. It's very open and free. You can get everything you want. Uh, and so there is a big difference. The hope is that the EU will uh, will um, uh, organize this law so that if it's a law in one country, the other countries has to follow or they will do some kind of uh, um, federal in a way because EU is not like a confed, you know, it's not a federal like US. 
it's more a confederacy uh, still. But um, that the big countries are going forward, the small countries like Scandinavia has to follow. Uh, and it was really sad during the uh, COVID uh, pandemic when everything was closed down that the opposition got uh, ahead on this new leg- legislation here. Otherwise, it would be open. And then it would be what we talked about uh, five years ago to get batches from you. You know, then we can get batches. We could brand it ourselves. We could be maybe one of the first uh, with with your miracle product, which I think I tested lots of Scandinavian European versions, and it, it it's not the same. Yeah. And uh, if we could just get that over uh, as one of the big um, providers, it would be fantastic. Well, we'll we'll do it. You know us when we're. We, I'll send it now, Herman. I'm not afraid, but I don't want you to get any more police letters. But uh, if, if, if it's too large, I don't think we have a chance to get it through. We have to; it has to be legal in yeah. some some yeah. way, and then we'll 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 find a way to to send uh, hundred gallons yes. well, <laughs> at the time or you, something. You know where to find us, and we'll we will send it. And uh, we love we love breaking through to new countries. And uh, you, before COVID, we were going to open up uh, distribution centers uh, in, in in Ireland was the plan and uh you know covid just messed everything up slowed everything up and and we had to move in another direction to online because people were really conditioned to shop online when they were staying at home so that's where we are now Uh, but i would love to support you in any way possible and you know opening up your own product line you know we do white labeling or private labeling is what it's called is we give you the materials we'll even do some bottling for you if you need it and uh, and you put your label on it because it doesn't have to have our label um, to heal the world. It just has to have the product. And again, the reason why ours is different uh, is because it's raw, it's cold pressed, it's whole plant, yeah. and that's the full potential of the plant. When you heat it, cook it, mm. treat it, synthesize it, mess mm. with it, it doesn't. It's you know, it's raw CBDA is up to one thousand times stronger, uh, proven by Dr. Raphael Mishulam, the godfather of cannabis medicine. So. Anyways, well, I'm just I'm excited we got a chance to connect. I know it's late out there in, in Norway, and uh, I'm, uh, you know, proof's in the pudding. We we'll 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 you know we'll figure it out. We'll just keep persevering. You know, Herman, any final words or anything for the audience? Yeah, just uh, keep up the good work, Justin. And I'm really glad that we met uh, all those years ago, and I uh, was uh, happy also to to meet your wife. And hear your story and what you've been achieved through this uh, time. So I wish you still uh, all the best for that. And I really hope that you've ma- managed to get the bridgehead in Europe on the if it's Denmark, Ireland, maybe even maybe Norway, it'll be Norway or UK. It would be we'll great. plant a flag yeah. in Norway. <laughs> That's good. Awesome. We, we would love well, that. On the, of, yeah. on the count of three, we're going to say heal the world. And you that are listening as well, join us because that is the mission to reach 1 billion people by 2025 about the power of this miracle plan, especially in the raw form. So on the count of three, let's say heal the world. So those that out there can feel it, find it and help them with their health challenge so they can find the power of this miracle plan. So on the count of three, let's say heal the world. One, two, three. Heal the world. Heal. All right. Well, thanks for swinging by the Miracle Plant Podcast, everybody. Be a blessing and happy healing.
Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. I'm Larry Mishkin, and I'd like to invite you to join Rob Hunt and me on our weekly podcast, The Deadhead Cannabis Show. Each week, we explore the latest cannabis and jam band news and reminisce with other deadheads and jam band lovers about the great musical acts that we've seen and heard. Check out a new episode every Monday.